Welcome back to Binge This, a B105 podcast. My name's JT, and today I've got the lovely Mr. Ollie Mack. Refer to me as the mayor of Mac Town. Oh, sure thing. And the equally, if not more lovely, Miss Hannah Gibb. Hello, hello. And I don't own any towns. <laughs> uh, it's a real estate bubble anyway. Today we're going to be talking about Mayor of Easttown, the latest HBO drama that is rocketing up the charts. But first... What's boiling your potatoes? That's right. What is boiling your potatoes? It's where we talk about what we're into this week. Ollie, what are you into this week? Guys, it's uh, it's breaking news. Not really breaking, but Ellen DeGeneres just pulled the plug on her show after 19 seasons. Whoa. Whoa. And let's face it, it's not hard to see why she wouldn't. Yeah. I love daytime. I love The View, even though we don't get it here in Australia. Ellen was already pulled from Channel 9 Slate here in Australia. I love, I love the drama behind daytime, and I love the drama of Ellen DeGeneres. I think this is such a BS move. She's <laughs> acting like she wants to move on and sink her teeth into a new acting role. No, mate. You lost half your viewership. You were horrible behind the scenes. And I only found this out today. So she apologised to her staff. Guess what they got in in the apology? Guess what, what they were offered? <laughs> Close. Nearly as valuable. They got five days of annual leave plus paid medical leave. That is what they got from the toxic behavior. Like, you you get paid if you get really, really sick and can't come to work, plus measly five days off. That is absolute malarkey, and I'm glad it declined, and a toxic workplace is uh, the worst thing you can be in. We've all been there, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. So that's what's been boiling my potatoes. You, JT? I have been listening to, with increasing obsession, uh, the Melbourne band King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I had only previously dabbled with them, and then a friend of mine made me a playlist, and it changed my life. So every day I'm listening to that band, and they are the most amazing thing ever. Look, I, I don't say this lightly. That is absolute hipster malarkey, <laughs> and I will not pay into that. The name alone is so ludicrous. I don't want to hear the lizard, gizzard, wizard, whatever. We're done with that. Moving on. Hannah, you? Wow, brutal. Um, brutal. Well, mine is all about the OC and its revival. Um, I don't know if you heard, but there's this new podcast um, by Rachel Wilson and Melinda Clark, who were Summer and, um, oh, the mum. I can't remember uh, Marissa, Marissa Cooper's mum. Yes, Marissa Cooper's mum. So it was a bit of a quarantine idea, apparently, as is all podcasts, really, mm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah to reflect on all the episodes they were in. And I'm really excited to get into it because it seems like they really sort of dive into scenes that they weren't in and it's how they can see it 14 years on from a fresh perspective. And oh, yeah. yeah. Sounds amazing. Hannah, I'm so with you. I have been listening to that. You can also watch it on YouTube. And the first episode has Josh Schwartz, the creator, and it really does delve into the casting, the behind Ooh. the scenes, oh. the creation of the show. Wow. Even a lot of Ooh. a lot of things people wouldn't know is the the how it 
begins and how it ends and how you pitch a show. If you want to be a showrunner, this is almost a blueprint of how to do it. I think it is iconic, and that's a great suggestion. One for Hannah, one for Ollie, zero for JT and the Lizard Wizard Gizzard. Speaking of zero, Hannah, you may not know this about me, but the only episode of the OC I've watched was the pilot when Ollie made me watch it for an episode of this podcast. Sacrilege. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, it is now time for... The Main Event! And the Main Event this week, drumroll please... Is the mayor of Easttown? <laughs> we do our own sound effects here. JT, give us a rundown. Alrighty. Well, firstly, it's called Mayor of Easttown, not the Mayor of Easttown, but that's cool, Ollie. And it stars our lovely and beloved and amazing Kate Winslet as Mayor Sheehan, who's a detective in a fictional uh, Pennsylvania town called Delaware County. She's investigating the murder of a teenage girl. You quickly find out that a year before there was another murder and Mayor was unable to solve it. And the show centers around Mayor's attempts to solve this new murder and also try and stop her life from crumbling around her. Guys, we should kick this off with saying that this is just covering the pilot episode. There will be spoilers for the pilot, as JT already did. <laughs> so, it's hardly a spoiler. It's a plot point, not a spoiler. It's the it is it's the central theme of the entire series, uh, but it is a spoiler. Anyway, Hannah, you've watched the pilot. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So good. At first, I was getting a bit annoyed at how many different characters they were introducing yes. in quick succession. Yeah. But then you kind of get you you know you get on board quite quickly, and you say, oh, "Okay, well, who did it? Who who murdered the chick? And also, is it the chick that went missing, or is it a new murder?" Exactly. Mm. Ollie Mac, what did you think? I, if I can predict, I'm going to think you think this is boring and not worth watching. Look, in, in terms of watching it with my eyeballs, the saturated colours and the dreary outfits and the cold, cold climate, there wasn't that much joy to look at. It is not a splendour on the eyes. It's not like The Great Gatsby where you sit in awe and you could watch that without any sound or dialogue and go, dang, this is... <laughs> This is a real okay. wonder, this one. Dang, there's a lot of coincidences in this story of The Great Gatsby. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> um, initially, oh, look, the it's the whole HBO special thing where I'm like, oh, it's another sharp objects, yada, yada, yada. We know where this is going. It's just going to be a depressing, depressing tale. And it turned around when the, the lead uh, mayor, if you will, Mayor was googling in in a in a police briefing how to feed turtles and what do they eat? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I laughed at that. I, I I did too, and I thought like for such a dark story, there are these moments of light. Even the opening with the bickering couple was quite like entertaining and true to form. It reminded me of my parents and my grandparents. Rest in peace. It was dark and light and actually legitimately, I really did enjoy it. I'm enthralled. I only watched the first episode this morning and I'm going to continue. I I completely agree with everything you just said, but I would also uh, put up to you to find Feathered Friends that there's actually a decent amount of comic relief in this show that is mostly heavy drama. 
Exactly. Exactly. I I wasn't sure whether it was intentional or not. I'm leaning towards it was intentional, right? Oh, 100%. Well, I think so anyway. Yeah. I love the vaping. That kind of just (laughs) every now and then, you know, the real pensive... This is yeah. the th- that's the thing that, and it's one of the reasons why audiences are absolutely lapping the show up is because uh, Mayor slash Kate Winslet is representing this whole genre of what it's like to be a middle-aged woman just fed up with everything a- a- that you have to put up with, and she's also got this horrible family history to deal with, and the way she, you know, she'll walk around eating a bag of chips, and she'll do something horrible, and then she'll also be incredibly nice, and clearly has the best interests of everyone at heart underneath it all. She's just, for me, it's it's a really honest portrayal of an actual human, as opposed to a character. Yeah, she did seem to have some humanity to her. Yeah. Again, we're only going off the pilot, but... It- Often I hate pilot episodes because there's so much exposition and they did do that a little bit lightly, you know, when she's bit. like, well, you know, I'm your cousin and I think you're a bit prickly or, or whatever he said. Like, <laughs> like, but but it, it was almost confusing how little exposition they gave. Yeah. Like, I was so confused about the grandson and I'm sure that's going to yes. be a, a pivotal plot point. It, it, but I was... I, I was like, how? Well, what happened to your son? I'm assuming, and yep. his wife, and how young were they? And do you particularly relate to the death of the very, very young mother because you uh, feel that that runs along with your storyline? Does that give you a personal connection? She is of- both a horrible narcissist and a wonderful empath and that's kind yeah, of she's a human. bizarre to see yeah i think it's brilliant um i will say i'm up to date on all the episodes and all of that becomes crystal clear like brutally clear. right so so there is payoff along the way i love a grisly woman i love a woman who just doesn't give one care one f about the world around her but then does yeah and that's Mm. what i I read an article where that's one of the things that uh particularly american women are really identifying with like oh yeah like the 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 fights with her mum on screen are something to behold and then suddenly you know as if you know a lot of fights with you with people who fight with their mum uh they're resolved and you know suddenly you're back to just being normal humans and you know you care about each other well, it is interesting because often the role of the grisly, hardened detective falls on a man. And if they show any sign of uh, empathy or care, you go, wow, that's a good man. That's a wholesome man. <laughs> wow, that, wow, that man showed a little bit of care for someone around them. Yeah. Whereas, he gave them a smile. Wow, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Warm. what a guy. Yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas she's doing all these beautifully empathetic things and yet is still the grisly, unlovable woman who mm. relationship broke down and kids, apart from the youngest one, seemingly hate her. Yeah. I, I've got a hypothetical for both of you and I love to ask the hypothetical does watching a show like this set in a small town everyone knows each other i mean mayor's case is a little bit uh, odd in that her ex-husband lives literally across the road but does it make you want to live in a small town where everyone knows everyone and everyone knows 
the detective and you go down to Phil's grocery store and then you go to Kevin's, you know, uh, uh, bar and it's just this real insular, something about it is massively appealing to me. H. Gibb, how about you? Oh, I don't think I'd like it at all. Just copying a big gallon of milk through your window quite easily. Like an angry dad. Oh, I don't like the way that you're treating this case. Bam, milk in your living room. Probably wouldn't get that in a big town. <laughs> also, in a big town, no one sells milk anymore. It'd be like yeah. almond milk. Yeah, at least Look, it I, tastes good. <laughs> I grew up in this situation and it is so annoying trying to do anything. Really? Like, Oh God! Like I, I go shopping with my mum in Walker, the our nearest small town, uh-huh. and we go and just be grocery shopping, which should be maybe max like a thirty-minute task. And every aisle, it's like Judy who used to p- play bridge with Sandra, and then her girlfriends, and and like four hours later, you'll 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 finish your shop, and you're just like, <laughs> Mum. Please. Please, I came for this drive because you told yeah, me to, okay, fair and enough. you won't stop. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you've lived it, it's different. But there's part of me that wants to. You know, every Tuesday you go down to Phil's bar for a cheeseburger, and everybody knows that crazy old drunk Ollie's going to be there till till the closing hours. <laughs> and then the next morning you go to Mary's diner, and that's where you'll find Mary if something bad happened overnight. I don't know. It's idyllic to me. No, nah, crazy old drunk Ollie's at there <laughs> as well. It's interesting you should bring up that milk jug scene, Hannah, because the article I read, uh, that's one of the scenes that people are identifying with and love so much in that this two-gallon jug of milk comes through the window. She looks at it and then just goes back to eating a sandwich. I know. I was so annoyed for her. Like, I'm really rooting for oh her right gosh. from the get-go. Like, yeah, how yeah. she buggers her foot. I'm like, oh, you poor yeah. thing. Yeah, Cop yeah. the milk as well. Oh. All right. Well, that, I think it's... No, there you go. That limping was so distracting. I know. <laughs> like, I... I don't know why they added her limping. I'm not sure how it's it so furthered dramatic. the narrative. Yeah, it's so <laughs> ludicrous. And she like meets her, what I assume is going to be a love interest, and just like limps up and like orders a <laughs> shot of whiskey and a beer and downs it. And... Yeah, that's our guy Pierce. Isn't it great to see him on screens? Do you think he's what? a red herring? You know, I, he kind of reminded me of the ferret description. You know, the creepy <gasps> guy at the start. I... Oh. I've seen... Right. My... I've seen more episodes than you two, so I'm going to uh, recuse myself from this discussion. But it's interesting Uh, to hear your theories. hmm. I think the grandma did it. Oh. No, she's awesome. No, because you know how she was saying, oh, I've got pins and needles so I can't sleep. No, that's not true. No. (laughs) You you only get them when you wake up. No, no, no. (laughs) She got pins and needles from running through the forest and killing people. (laughs) How you mark you know my that? words. How do you know that pins and needles fact? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I get pins and needles and I wake up and it's you get that from sleeping heavily and you lie on like a limb and some of the what blood she, flow doesn't go through. Yeah, she's the killer. What if That's she's got sciatica? Shot. I've had sciatica and it gives you pins and needles. No, she's faking it. <laughs> Why would she be up that late if not to murder people? All right. Well, we could argue about who done it or for the rest of eternity, but I think it's safe to say, correct me if I'm wrong, we've got three definitely keep watching Mayor of Easttown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch the next episode right now. Oh, good on you, buddy. All right. Well, 
You go do that. We'll go do whatever it is we're going to go and do. Until next time, you've been listening to Binge This. My name's JT. With me has been Mr. Ollie Mack. Yo. And the lovely H Street Anna. Hannah. Oh, I can't even say your name. Whoa, okay. Sorry. Are friends H- or what? H Street is an old skateboard company, so that's a really cool reference if you happen to ride a skateboard in the 90s. But if you didn't, it's probably a really terrible reference. <laughs> it's really bad. I thought, you were, I thought you were having a stroke. No, no, just being me. Until next time, thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.